You saw Mudvayne? I used to love them back when I was young. Oh, gotcha. Okay. So, yeah. I mean, my what team, song did they make? I think that Alcoholing Ass song. Hell yeah, it does. What does Mudvayne sing? I can't remember who Mudvayne is. They sing Dig. Yeah. That was like the main big one. Oh. They also okay. sing that Ghost Ship song, whatever the fuck that was. <laughs> Ghost Ship. Nice, yeah. dude. Ghost Vehicles. Fuck yeah. No, like, remember that awful movie, Ghost Ship, that came out in like the early 2000s? Uh, I do, sing, but I don't sing whatever the main it. song from that was. Oh man, I don't remember anything about Road Trip. What? Ghost Ship. Oh, Ghost Ship. Okay, fuck. I thought you were talking about Road Trip. You remember that movie? That's the one with like Tom Green and uh, Brecken Meyer and Sean Williams. Yeah, I think right? so. Yeah, yeah, I think okay. so. I love that movie. <laughs> I haven't seen awesome. that in a long time. That was a fun movie, though. I remember it being very fun. Yeah, a good that was summer a good one. movie. Speaking of summer, it's like hot as fuck in this room now. I heard that. Yeah, I think I'm ready to start. Do you want me to do the intro this time? Oh man, you're ready to switch it up now. I have an intro. Yeah. Oh fuck yeah! Bring it in. All right. Hello everyone, welcome to Giraffes Have Black Tongues Comics. I am your host, Donnie, and I'll never be Cobra Commander. With me is... I'm Dave. I mean, you could tr- you could at least set the bar a little high for yourself, have some hopes and dreams, and try to be Cobra Commander. That's what you're gonna do? It, it, so- it sounds like you're just quitting right here, right now, without even like putting forth the effort to try to be Cobra Commander. So with me is Dave. He he will also never be Cobra Commander. <laughs> I might be. You can't tell me okay. I won't be something. Positive thinking. Don't hold me down. We got a lot to do today. We have uh, G.I. Joe Cobra Civil War. We have Power Rangers Volume 8, Shattered Grid. We're going to talk about the first episode of Gotham. And we are going to talk about Game of Thrones. I, I have some... Uh, I have some examples of Ronda Rousey in Mortal Kombat, so I'm going to talk about Mortal Kombat oh, for the third week in a row. I, I forgot to I forgot to <laughs> check those out on YouTube. Uh, I got I got a good example, so we'll we'll listen to that today. Probably some other things too. Let's let's reintroduce me as the future Cobra Commander, Dave. Okay, I'm shooting for the <laughs> With stars, me is man. The future. Okay, future Cobra Commander is Dave. I guess that uh, brings us into our first book, then. So let's get into it. So Power speaking Rangers. of Cobra Commander, oh, <laughs> we read Power Rangers Volume Eight. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> nice. Sure did. So, what do you think about Power Rangers? Um, this was anything I might have said positive about the last one that we read. Oh, this one okay. is the exact opposite of that. As terrible as I've always expected every shitty Power Rangers book to be, that's what this was. Like they were oh, like. Man. I don't know why there were like 18 characters on the team for some reason. Now they expanded. They had like three purple guys for some reason, which I don't even know that they had a purple character before. So that was weird. And then there was like the evil twin brother of 
Tommy who had like all these weird superpowers and was like from another planet or something. This was okay, very so confusing and I did not like being confused <laughs> by it. We skipped a lot of uh, issues here, so I was also quite confused, which was a, a problem. So I did go to the Power Rangers wiki page to read about this Dakin character. Or no, it's Draken. Is it Draken or Dakin? Draken. Uh, Draken. So he's Tommy from an alternate timeline. A timeline in which after he was beaten by the Power Rangers in like that first issue, instead of going with the Power Rangers, he uh, ran away and was eventually found again by Rita Repulsa and uh, started working for her and killing the Power Rangers and taking their power coins. And uh, eventually he would go to different other dimensions. And that's how he ended up here. He's in, a, he's in another dimension trying to take more power coins. He killed Rita Repulsa, so he's not working for her anymore. He's just doing it for himself. Yeah, he's like he's like the god, and he keeps making everyone call him your majesty. I did like that part. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Yeah. I also like that he really liked snapping people's necks. I thought that was pretty <laughs> cool for a Power Rangers thing. He's snapping necks all over the place. It's awesome. He was. He's yeah. like Steven Seagal, dude. Fucking great. Exactly like Steven Seagal. <laughs> he even has like the long ponytail hair, too. Yeah, he does. If they ever make a live-action movie, you've got your dragon already uh, cast. Yeah. If only he was. If only he was fat. So, this this book is doing a lot of uh, bringing all these universes together. I guess it's, it's kind of like the Spider Verse, but only the Power yeah. Rangers version. Exactly. Yeah, we're doing uh, lots of alternate dimensions. So there's a ton of Power Rangers, which uh, for me, I, I, I would prefer they just stuck to the core Power Rangers. There's a little too much for me as well, so I do agree with that. But again, we kind of like skipped a lot of volumes. Probably it's a big payoff for something that is uh, thirty issues trying to build up to. Yeah, I, I like the purple costume though. That was neat. Yeah, I, I did think that the art was really, really good in this book. I really liked some of the stuff they were doing. The Power Rangers look cool as fuck. Like the Pink Ranger who became the Ranger Slayer somehow uh, in those issues that we skipped. Her costume was really cool. And then when she was... So so they get Rita Zordon, played by Brian Cranston in the movie. He uh, goes to Rita Repulsa and talks to her uh, about like, Hey, you got to help us with uh, Draken. Your magic can, can uh, stop him. You know, you brought him into this world. You can take him out. So she does, she like makes a magic candle and she's like, okay, when this candle burns out, all your power is gone. So that's just suddenly something like that. Before he dies, he snaps the neck of his general and then he goes out and like does a self-destruct move or whatever. I, so I guess he killed himself in that self-destruct thing. So he kind of just, just kills himself. I, I don't know. I expected more out of that character than him just like exploding himself and all the grid. Uh, sending a lot of the Power Rangers into this space outside of time and or out beyond the grid is what they were saying. So they're just floating through space like Tony Stark and Endgame trying to fix things. So they're there for like a month. So they get to this place and that's where the Pink Ranger comes back. And she's kind of reminds me of the the villain from um, Ant-Man and the Wasp, how she kind of seems like out of place and like the quantum power. So she's all glitchy and shit, which I thought that was really cool, though. I, I did like. The uh, again, the art of, of this book was really awesome. I liked the costumes of the uh, alternate versions of the Power Rangers. Like they had like cool okay. like splash designs, kind of. 
yeah, they had some cool ones. I don't know if I'd be able to remember which one <laughs> you would point out, though. It's too many. Yeah, like I said, it's like 18 characters here for this one book. Oh, man, they they had a lot more. Eventually, they had a big war against Tommy and or Draken. So there's like countless Power Rangers. Was he called Draken on the show ever? No, never. That's something that's new. Oh. In the show, he, he was originally made by Rita Repulsa. That part is true. But once they beat him, he just immediately joins the team. He doesn't have like all those uh, issues with becoming part of the team. At least not as much as he does in the book. And he never goes bad again, I don't think. I mean, I eventually stopped watching the show because so, I grew out of it. But so I don't know if he ever went to that. But Draken, I don't think he ever did. Hmm. Oh, yeah. They, they met someone called, at the very end of the book, they met someone called the uh, Creator, maybe? But that dude looked pretty badass. So, so that's probably what's happening next. I would read about that guy. What do you think of the Creator? Yeah, uh, I guess I guess he's okay. <laughs> okay. Oh, and at one point when they're preparing for a battle, they say, "Put on your battleizer modes if you're if you have a battleizer mode." I like that a battleizer mode. Pretty cool. I'd buy that toy. And that's the whole point for why they made these. So it works. That's true. Job well yeah. done. I'll buy them. Then I had one more note, which was just a uh, something that I forget who said it, but. Somebody said, there's no one better at drinking milk and kicking butt than Carone or Kareen or whatever it is. I thought that was a pretty stupid line. Who cares about drinking milk? Fuck milk. Those are body good. She has the strongest bones. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's what she's known for. So that's all the notes I had. I mean, I think this book would have been better at uh, if we had read the other things. I would recommend probably reading some of the books that lead up to this before actually uh, getting into the book itself. But what did you think? Yeah, that, that's probably a good idea. Because I, I had no idea what it? was happening. No. Okay. <laughs> Read the actual series before this one. Th this book is just for people like me. I just want to see the coolest version of the Green Ranger. I think that part is really awesome, how he turns into a bad guy. I, I do like that the Power Rangers are a little bit darker in this book. They're not afraid to like kill off characters and stuff. I, I like that a lot. Are you ready for some reviews? I am. Read some fucking reviews, you cuck! So there's only one review on Amazon so far. This book is I just came out. Uh, but here it is. And fuck is it long, so I'm going to kind of skip around here. So this is five stars, and it's an excellent conclusion to the Shattered Grid story. It's Shattered Grid finale time! I read these books as they come out in trade paperbacks, so I was somewhat familiar with what was going to go down thanks to social media. But there were still so many wonderful surprises. The biggest smiles on my face were brought from how many times Hyperforce Rangers show up in this book. I enjoyed that the series... <laughs> I don't know what the fuck Hyperforce is. I, I think those are probably like the 78 extra characters. I just randomly Yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah, he was a, he's a big fan, though. I, yeah, I, I also had a big smile every time they showed up. Yeah, me too. Ear to ear. I enjoyed that series so much, and still am hoping for season two to see those characters alongside classic Rangers was excellent. 
The Beast Morphers are also in this book, but they make more of just a cameo appearance. Actually, that was the other thing. They didn't really use Zords at all. Uh, that's a little disappointing. I want to see more Zords. Oh, because like the very first page, uh, the one girl was like, hey, we don't have all the right pieces. Can we just like jerry-rig it and make like a new version of one? And they're like, well, maybe. And then they started like drawing blueprints. And then I don't know if they actually did or not. I don't remember. I, I don't know. So they were missing a piece or they were missing a part of it. Skip to something more interesting here because this is too long. Okay, let's go to this one. Uh, I don't know about this paragraph here, but the ending was perfect. Kyle Higgins did an excellent job with the over 30 issues that have gone into this story. There are characters that I first met when I was five years old. Now I'm 30. Higgins brought everything that I crave in storytelling to this story. A multiverse, good versus evil, friendship prevailing. I, I don't I don't agree with the friendship. I, I don't really like that part of a story. You don't line. like friendship and railing? No, I think it's lame. Tommy from the Dawkin <laughs> guy. That's or, true. Because he, he brings back the Pink Ranger's memory with the power of love. And they make out at the end. It's happy and everyone's like, yay. <laughs> Everyone, uh, happily ever after. Yeah. Yeah. There's another short story at the end of this volume, continuing Blue Centurion and Ninjor's Adventures. It's a cool team-up, but pales in comparison to the rest of the issue. But it's supposed to just be a fun story anyway. There's also a preview of Volume 9 Beyond the Grid included as well. So did you read those Blue Centurion and Ninjor buddy comedy team-up at the end of these issues? No. I didn't either. <laughs> I thought it looked stupid. Alright, I obviously give this a 5 out of 5. It's excellent storytelling. It's the culmination of over 30 issues. I'm so thankful that Boom Studios made this happen. I'm obviously looking forward to what happens in Beyond the Grid. And yeah. there you go. That dude, yeah. he really enjoyed it. Yeah, dude, I, I skipped a few paragraphs too. Like that, That's like a 10 paragraph review. It's fucking, he's really into it. I've never written anything that long in my life. That's crazy. I'm glad it lived up to all the hype and all the hopes he had for it. Right. So, speaking of children's cartoon shows and live-action adaptations, we also talked about G.I. Joe, Cobra, Civil War. So, what did you think about this book? So, I didn't realize when I picked it, I thought it said it was issues one through six. I didn't realize that it was just a, a single issue and it was only number six i read I one through six. Oh, uh, did you wait where yeah online so you you couldn't find it online but i i sort of pieced it together they didn't act like cobra civil war is a storyline it's not the name of the actual book so i did find the actual book online i compared the covers on that library thing so that's where i got that because i was confused that it was just one issue when you sent me that app Shit, okay, I only read that number six one. Okay, so that's why I said I'll never be Cobra Commander, because at the beginning of every issue, the character says that. So maybe that reference Oh, okay. was lost I didn't on get you. That. No. Okay, now I understand what happened. I wasn't sure if there was like some <laughs> specific like set of rules, kind of like with President. No, it's just, uh, it, I don't know why what happened with Cobra Commander, but I guess he's dead, and now they are trying to... Uh, they're competing for a replacement or whatever. They have all these characters and 
fuck, my notes are kind of shitty, so so sorry yeah, if like, I uh, forget all the names. There were so many characters in that book, and I didn't recognize or had ever heard of a single one of them until like the second to last page. Uh, Scarlet randomly showed up to like protect some other random lady character I've never met. I was like, oh, okay, Scarlet's yeah. in it. Now it's going to get good. And then it ends on like that next page. I'm like, oh, fuck, <laughs> never mind. <laughs> so I, I didn't. I'd never heard of or seen a single one of these characters. So I'm like, oh man, I don't really care what's going on. They had a lot. I figure with the bad guys, like you can't only go after like Cobra Commander and Destro and like the main ba- big guys. So, like they've got to have time in between where like those guys are locked up or just taking some me time or they're regrouping. So yeah, it makes sense that there were like there were these two guys in an airplane that were trying to like outdo each other i think the one guy was called like dr blood or Brood. yeah and blood i forget the other guy the rich backer of everything evil that's going on i forget his name that's that's blood <laughs> i thought okay i thought blood was the one with the goatee who was against him uh goatee guy is i can't remember who goatee guy is it's the one with the eye patch that's blood and okay, the business I, guy i thought he, he was the other guy yeah, but it's him against that other guy, and they're uh, both trying to, like, prove themselves to, I guess, yeah. the rest of Cobra to get voted their next leader or whatever. Yeah, exactly. So he has a mole inside of G.I. Joe working for him, the other guy does. Which, that was pretty pretty cool, too, the mole thing. So there, there was also a priest guy or something. Uh, he's a guy who's dressed like a snake. You, did you see that guy? No. He, he looks like Dr. Doom with his green hood and cape or whatever, but he, he's a cult leader and he had like a mole on the inside, this nerdy guy. I can't remember his name. This nerdy guy is finding some kind of like inner peace by following this dude's teachings or whatever. So they think that he's the mole, but really he's, he is talking to the bad guys, but for a different reason. Um, then you find out that the actual mole is Steeler, and he, he's like, Hey, you're the mole. It's okay. And then he just shoots him in the head, makes it look like a suicide. And then once Steeler gets found out as the mole, he keeps like killing people and then making it look like a suicide. <laughs> like he does it like too many times in a row. He does it like two or three times. And he's like, oh, weird. He committed suicide. <laughs> like, why would he commit suicide <laughs> like that? <laughs> he like keeps being around it. It's pretty funny. So I like that part a lot. That was fun. Steeler is the blonde guy who kind of looks like Duke, right? Yeah, right. Okay, yeah, I saw that guy. So, yeah, it's basically just switching point of view from all these Cobra people, or ex-Cobra people, and everybody's talking about how they'll never be Cobra Commander, except for Steeler and a Cobra-turned-G.I.Joe lady. Uh, They say, I'll never be a G.I. Joe. The Cobra-turned-G.I.Joe lady, her name is Chameleon, which is an obvious... Yeah, she's the old lady who Scorpio... Scarlet had to come and protect once they found out there was a new mole. Yeah, that's the one. But with a name like Chameleon, it's like, come on, obviously, you know, you can't, you can't have someone named Chameleon joining you from the other team. No, she sounds trustworthy. <laughs> Such a trustworthy name. Yeah. Also, the problem with G.I. Joes in this book is the same problem that they had in that shitty movie, is that they need ridiculous costumes so that I can tell them apart, because I cannot tell who is who when they're talking about the side characters of G.I. Joe's. But they did, there was one guy named Knuckles. I thought that was a cool name, but it's a Sonic character. So I think you picked a 
shitty name. I mean, I assume it's the same costume. Oh yeah, he's a he's wearing a red wig and he's got giant ridiculous boxing gloves on. Yeah. <laughs> That's how you tell another guy. There's another guy named Sawdoff. I thought that was a cool name too. And then yeah. another dude named Slam Slammer. I wonder what his superpower is. Yeah, just don't have powers. Oh well. Except for patriotism skill. and love of America. <laughs> they did have nice shots of the American flag, like a Michael Bay movie, so that was cool. <laughs> <laughs> There's another G.I. Joe named Blacklight, and I wonder what his skill is. I bet his special skill is like cum stains or something. What the fuck is Blacklight doing? He leaves bodily fluids everywhere that you can only spot with a blacklight. Yeah, his special skill is that he can see like fluid stains. <laughs> Ew, that that would be a curse, not a not a gift. <laughs> yeah, that, that's not a gift. It's definitely shitty. It's terrible. That's why he's always so hesitant to shake everyone's hands when he first meets them. Yeah, he just sees the stains. He's like, oh no. <sighs> Sorry, I'm not shaking your hand. <laughs> I've seen what you've done. Oh, and at one point, somebody threatened to shoot someone in the dick. That was cool. It's good. It's their weak spot. I like that move. It is, it is the weak spot. That's what I'd do. If I were a G.I. Joe, that'd be my threat. Right, exactly. Uh, there's a woman character named Baroness. Yeah, that I, I know her. I, I you didn't know her? see her in my issue, no. Okay, she was kind of a main plot point in most of the other issues. She's like really trying oh, to... She's trying to prove herself like crazy because there's a Cobra Commander glass ceiling. So you have to... Uh, she has to work twice as hard as all the men to prove herself. But at one point, she was on one of the covers, and she has, like, cone-shaped boobs on the cover, which I thought was weird. Because she's not drawn like that in any of the issues, but just in just on the one cover. Weird. Variant artwork. Right. Baroness is one of the ones from, like, the old cartoon. Oh, really? She's, like, one of the main bad guys. Oh, okay. I guess I, I don't remember all the characters from the cartoon. I remember very few. Any other notes about this one? I don't know if I have much more. I think we've already covered them all. Okay. The other thing was, in one of the issues, they had a panel that shows, like, the cards of all the Cobra Commander candidates or whatever. And it's like, who will be the next Cobra Commander? And, like, there's just a photo of all the ones. And it's like, collect them all, is what it said, <laughs> which I thought was pretty awesome. Blatant advertising for toys. Yeah, Are you, you gotta, gotta move those action figures. I will. <laughs> I, I didn't. I didn't Good. read that issue, whichever one that was. But yeah, I'm. I'm definitely gonna go collect all those action figures. Yeah. Do they still make GI Joe action figures. I'm certain they do. I, I feel like these days they just re-release them and charge an exorbitantly high price for them. That's what they do with Beast Wars. Well, Beast Wars are in high demand. Who doesn't want a Beast Wars figure? I know, I, I definitely want one. Team. Yeah. Are you ready for some reviews? You know it. Read some fucking reviews, you cuck! Okay, this is one star, not what I ordered. When I ordered this in <laughs> January, it was listed as a hardcover. After several emails saying it was being delayed as far out as July, it arrived on Monday as a paperback. This book is over 500 pages, and as heavy as the paper is, it's only a matter of time before it tears itself apart. I just want what I ordered, which was a hardcover. I'll be returning this as soon as possible. Very disgruntled. Yeah, I'd be pissed too. 
Yeah, me too. I actually, I actually like the paperback collection versions, but teach their own, I guess. There's another review too that said that was three stars, only kind of good, <laughs> which I just like that <laughs> title. But uh, I, I don't really. It's a, it's a long as fuck review. I don't think we need to read all this. All right, that title's um, a winner. Yeah, the title was really good. Peaks and valleys. Really... <laughs> exactly. So yeah, I mean that I I I do feel like that book was a little uh, uh I don't know I I don't really like the the whole army thing where they have to like go to debriefings and stuff I hate debriefings in media I don't care about debriefings I love being debriefed I hate it <laughs> I don't give a shit oh. tell like everyone's like okay you know sit down and shut up I'm the commander it's like I hey, fuck that guy he's just like saying bullshit. Who the fuck cares? He doesn't know. He never knows. It's always wrong. The debriefings. You can pass either, out a fucking company-wide email that covers everything. We don't need to waste our time meeting with you. Yeah. Why do you have to waste everyone's fucking time with the stupid meeting? Fuck off. Because the send free the coffee, email, man. <laughs> Just provide the it. coffee in the break room and don't make everyone show up to the fucking meeting. You guys have like fucking holographic uh, communication things or whatever. Just do that. Yeah, but you, you no want to go to the debriefing so you can see like your good pal who works on the opposite side of the office. Get to like nod your head and say, "Hey, what's up, man?" Yeah, I suppose so. Debriefings are where it's at. We need more company like <laughs> I, debr- I just don't. I don't really like uh, military-based media that much. Like, I just, I just think it's kind of boring. It's always like the same thing. Like, yeah, we got to beat the bad guy. It's a war. It's a uh, USA. America. Here's here's an America flag. USA. Yeah. USA. Yeah. Pa- very patriotic. And also, Steeler said that he went to Antarctica, which we all know is not real. It's just a giant ice wall because the Earth is flat. So don't lie to me, Steeler. Yeah. Now I know you can't be trusted. You <laughs> don't get my vote for Cobra Commander, no matter how many government yeah. you factor in. Right. Nobody will be Cobra Commander. Because you guys think the Earth is round. I wonder if they're flat Earthers too. Maybe Cobra Commander is, but no. Cobra Commanders have scientists on their team. They're not retards. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> uh, okay. Anyway, so speaking of the military, Sonia Blade is a military character in uh, Mortal Kombat 11. So I talked last week about how shitty Ronda Rousey's voice acting is in Mortal Kombat 11. I wasn't going to bring it back or bring it up again, but then the uh, the game did something to piss me off, and I can't remember what it is now, but I, I resolved to do it after I oh, tried playing it, it again. Of, it got like, rid of his Johnny Blaze's uh, oh, yeah, that's right. A-OK okay. Nazis thing or whatever you were telling me about. Oh, yeah, that, that happened right after we recorded, and I, then I totally forgot why I was... Like, fuck this game. Yeah, the OK symbol. Yeah, I was talking to you about this person. I forgot that wasn't on the show. What is a show and what is real life? I don't even know. They all blend together. Anyway, the OK symbol, that, uh, where you put your index finger and your thumb to make, an, to make an O, and then you stretch out your three fingers, is a racist symbol now, according to 4chan. You it was just a me troll. That it's all about Nazis or something. I know. I'm, I'm explaining to the audience, though, now, so we'll hear it again. It's a symbol 
for white power that 4chan just made up because the three fingers look like a W, the circle looks like a P, so it's like WP. All right, so it means white power, uh, which is completely made up just to trigger people, apparently, which worked because a lot of people saw the same thing. You you tweeted at me about Yeah, some, like uh, immediately after yeah, you talked to me about this, like there was some incident at a Cubs game where behind the uh, sideline reporter, there was some dude who they like take a still photo of who's doing A-OK and uh, everyone from the Cubs like front office because they got in trouble earlier this year for being racist scumbag cunts, but they had to like oh. PR save themselves and they're like, oh, we condone <laughs> this guy's actions. Like we don't support this. Like we hate racist hand gestures. Wink, even though, you know, we made all those other <laughs> like hate comments earlier. But I, I had never in my fucking life, I had never fucking heard this thing as being some new cool slang racist, like, uh, hand, hand sign or whatever yeah, until you that's, told me about it. Well, that's because it's fake. It's just an internet meme that people uh, tried to, like, trigger <laughs> SJW people or whatever, I think was their goal, uh, and try to cause, like, person. a media social justice warrior. Uh it's all fake. It's stupid. And people fell for it, including Ed Boon. So the circle game is also where you use that same hand gesture below your waist. And if somebody looks at it, you get to punch them in the arm. I think we've all played that game. It was from that. What movie was that in? Was it Waiting? I don't know. It was in some shitty Dane Cook movie. But everybody. Yeah, yeah. So Johnny Cage is doing that when you're in the customization screen for him. So you like go to his lower you can like change his belt or whatever. And while you're looking at his belt, he just has his hand down there with the okay symbol. And then when you uh, zoom back out, you know, you go up to another part, he'll like, look at the camera and then he punches the camera. So it's like, okay, it's kind of, that's a stupid joke. It's all right though. But they changed it because of this stupid. Okay. Symbol thing. So now it's just Johnny cage giving you the finger, but also, you know, he has, just has his middle finger stuck out. But also his index finger and thumb are making a circle. So it's just like one finger outstretched. And he still punches you, which is doesn't make sense now. And nobody gives you the finger like below their waist like that. So it's like stupid. And that update, I, I had to wait another day for them to update it because it kept it, I got the fucking updating game data screen again. It's like I already downloaded the update. It, it what the fuck? I start up the game and it's like, oh, updating fucking for an hour now just to change Johnny's fucking hand symbol. So that's that's why I decided to talk about it for a third week in a row. Thanks for reminding me. I forgot why uh, by the time I got to this episode. So I got Sonya Blade's tower ending. So I just want to listen to that. I think it showcases pretty well the, how shitty her voice acting is instead of sifting through all the cutscenes and shit. And they, they have some pretty good lines in here that I think you will enjoy. So, spoiler alert for Sonya Blade's arcade ending. I know you guys really care about what happens when you beat seven fighters in an arcade ladder with Sonya Blade. I know you, you want to <laughs> save the... You know we do. Yeah. <laughs> it's about a minute and a half. Like I, We can talk over it. It's fine. But uh, let's hear it. None of us saw Kronika coming. Not even Raiden. But with the hourglass, I can see every terror in the realms. Any sane person would run screaming at the sight of them. It's my duty to take out these ancient, 
all-powerful beings. But to do that, I need an elite squad of immortal gods. Turns out, to make a new god, you've got to destroy an old one. So I hunt the oldest I can find, an omni-deity from a forgotten, unpronounceably named realm. It's the fight of my life, but I've got something this god doesn't. Family. In my past, these were the people who mattered most. Now, they're my god squad. My daughter, my brother-in-arms, my goddaughter. <sighs> yep, even Johnny. But only because Cassie insisted. And maybe I missed him a little. Just don't let him know that. Okay, that's Ronda Rousey. She's talking about unpronounceably named... Uh, what what does she say? Unpronounceably named realms, and she she's like fucking. Up. She's stumbling on the word unpronounceably, so she can't really pronounce that word either. Uh, she also made her god squad, yeah, which I think we cool. can call. I think we can call your fans the god squad now. Obviously. I think that'd be a good name. Yeah, so I, you mean that's now. another reason we, why I brought been that. Doing that. You guys are on the god squad. Do you agree with Dave? Exactly. So that's a example of. Her shitty voice acting. What do you think? A plus performance? Yeah. It's okay. <laughs> uh, family. I can tell that she's just but reading don't the script. tell Johnny. <laughs> Maybe I missed him. It's, it's so weird. I mean, Sonya like, Blade has never... They changed it the character itself. It wasn't terrible until it got to like that last little bit where she's like, Yeah, my god squad. And I even got my goddaughter and Johnny. Like, and it wasn't bad until that Jax, last little bit there. And Jackie and Cassie and my goddaughter. Yeah, dude, that's terrible. It's the goddaughter, Jax's <laughs> daughter? Yeah, it's Jack. Her brother in arms is, is Jax. Well, I assume that. Yeah. She mentioned the arms, which is a clear reference to Jax because they were partners in the original. And she called him a brother. It wasn't brother, oh, it was brother. That was the oh. <laughs> That's why. Okay. <laughs> That's why you know it was Jax. Uh okay, so that game is uh I like playing it, but it's just so many stupid things. Anyway, that's all I wanted to talk about with Mortal Kombat here. So wait, did you see the news that uh their James Wan wants to make a new Mortal Kombat movie, a live action one? Uh no, but do it. I think James Wan would be perfect for that. I, w- I would love that. What do you? What, are you excited about this? I'd see it. I would definitely see. It. I, I like those shitty Mortal Kombat movies. They were awesome. I love those. I saw those in theaters. Yeah, they were great. Uh, who's the dude who played Raiden? It was a Highlander guy. What was his name? I have no idea who. Um, ah, oh shit, I can't remember. But he was pretty funny as Raiden. Uh, the one, the one lady who played Sonya Blade in the one was uh, Pete Sampras's wife. Tennis oh, shit. player Pete Sampras. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, I definitely want to see that. The other guy was in the greatest movie of all time in all of history, Airborne. Oh, wow. You know, this movie will be good as long as they desexualize the woman. Yeah. And Kano. I want, I want all the women in hajibs. And the bare-chested Kano. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Better be a hairy chest. Okay, so anyway. 
Let's go ahead and move on to our next segment. Fuck these comic book shows. Got ahead of myself with that Mortal Kombat thing. I don't know why I did that. We saw the first episode of Got Ham. Yeah. What'd you think of Got Ham? Pilot. That's right. It was not great. <laughs> the show's pretty shitty. Uh, there was non Halle Berry Catwoman hanging out, which I, I think that. Uh, oh, this was Cat Child Girl, not Woman. Oh, chat, Cat Girl is what it was. Yeah. So I don't know why she was hanging out so much. I don't remember her actually accomplishing anything. But um, at one point, she steals some milk and then hops away like a cat and then pours the milk in a bowl. And I was getting really excited. I'm like, all right, she's going to drink the milk out of the bowl like a cat instead of from the bottle. And then she just gave it to a cat. I was very disappointed that she didn't act more like a cat. Lean into it. Be like Halle Berry. She was acting like a cat in that movie, right? Like chasing laser pointers. I never saw that one. (laughs) Does she? (laughs) Okay. Yeah, she's she's acting like a cat in that. Awesome. (laughs) It's pretty awesome. So that was disappointing. The dude from Terriers reprises his role as a as a alcoholic police officer hiding flasks in his desk. I think you and I were the only ones who watched Terriers. Is that accurate? I mean, I'm sure some people will say no, but we were two of the few. You and I and a very small handful of people have seen the show Terriers, uh, which was a great show. Only lasted one season. But the police officer was also... I think Terriers was, uh, from what I remember, it was everybody talking about this dude's flask that he keeps in his desk at work, and then he keeps taking out the flask, and then there's shots of various dogs. That's all I remember about Terriers. <laughs> Wasn't somebody from uh, from the show Titus? On that show as well, is that true? Ooh, um, I don't know. I remember Donnell Logue, and then his partner on it was Michael Raymond James from uh, True Blood and Black Snake oh, Moan. Okay. okay, I don't remember who was from Titus on it. Maybe there was yeah, like one episode I, where there were guest stars, like the criminal or whatever. Maybe those are like my three memories of that show. I guess I don't remember very much, but I like that. That dude is an alcoholic police officer. That was a highlight. He's not a cop. He's not a cop on that. Oh, he's not? What was he doing on that show? He was a former cop, and now he's a PI because he got fired from being a cop for being a drunk. Oh, okay. Awesome. (laughs) I I really like the the drinking at work thing, because it's something that I've never done, Oh, and uh, I wish that I could do it. Yeah, because I'm responsible. Me too. Yeah. Have you ever brought your flask to work? Every day. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've drank at work before, but it's just like if there's some sort of party thing or whatever, I'll just like drink a bunch. We had some like party for work one time uh, for like some of the customers or whatever. I don't know. It was some sort of like a thank you thing. And like me and my buddy just like they, they had all this like uh, like sugary alcohol drinks. And uh, me and my buddy just, like, take, like, four of those each and just, like, go outside and started pounding these sh- shitty, sugary alcohol drinks. And that's, that's, you know, and that's fun. But I've never, like, taken a flask to work to uh, get through the day. And I really want to. Like, I want that to be, like, I'm jealous of them that they can, like, let go. So maybe someday. Get a flask. Take a thermos of, like, yeah, <laughs> vodka-filled, <laughs> yeah. whatever. 
Straight vodka. <laughs> Fucking awesome. Uh, okay, anyway. I was also pissed off that this show is about Bruce Wayne's parents. So it's not I don't give a at f- all. Like that's what the it's first about the solving is. the mystery. No, it's not even about Batman. This entire show is about the shitty cops. It's like the worst like spin off of like a uh law and order. Like it's it's basically <laughs> all it is is about the cops. It's like SVU or criminal intent without any interesting cops. Like it has Batman is like a, a small minor role character throughout the entire show. Or not Batman, but Bruce Wayne. I don't know why we care about these fucking cops solving the mystery of who killed his parents. Like, nobody asked for that. Nobody wants to see the origin of Batman again. No one wants a closer look. This it's can only get stupider. The origin of Jim Gordon is what this is. Ugh. Jim Gordon who and Harvey Bullock are the main characters of the show, not Bruce Wayne. Yeah, but Bruce Wayne is in it enough. Oh, and uh, you said this was the worst version of Alfred? Yeah, I thought this was the guy. funniest. I hate that guy. I thought... <laughs> This was the funniest version of Alfred, dude. I don't know why I hate you hate this, this guy. version no, of Alfred. He's so fucking annoying. <laughs> like, there's a scene where uh, Jim Gordon goes to the Bruce Wayne Manor, and uh, Bruce is just like standing on the roof for some reason by the edge. I don't know if he's trying to jump. Is he trying to kill himself in that scene? What is he he's, doing? He's practicing gliding for when he becomes oh. Batman. <laughs> oh, okay. Is that what he's doing? But I like that Alfred comes out and looks up on the roof. He's like, Oi! How many fucking times did I tell you to get the fuck off that damn roof? I love that he was like, just got fucking super pissed off at Bruce Wayne for doing that. I thought that was hilarious. Get the fuck off the bloody roof. I don't remember hearing that happen. It was awesome, dude. You don't remember that? It was the best scene in the whole thing. The only time I laughed, uh, the only time I was entertained was was by Alfred, surprisingly. (laughs) That was fucking awesome. Oh, yeah, and... uh, isn't the alley where Bruce Wayne's parents called, like, Murder Rape Alley? What is that alley called? I think it's called Crime Alley. Crime, okay, so it's like, a, it's a name where you, you obviously shouldn't be walking down that <laughs> alley, you fucking idiot. You clearly don't come this way if you're rich. Why would you walk down there? Why would you do that? They're, Murder they're Rape like, Alley, dude. Thomas Wayne likes to live life on the edge. He likes to tempt Yeah, fate. Jesus. He's, like, slumming it. <laughs> walking through murder alley is kind of slumming it i guess it is so yeah it's crazy fair point to him yeah yeah though he, though he lost all, the ultimate game so yeah you really fucked up that'll teach him oh man then jim gordon is talking to bruce wayne about uh who killed his parents and bruce wayne said he had shiny shoes which when he said it at first i thought he said he has chinese shoes which I didn't understand what is Chinese shoes. Like, <laughs> I'm picturing like, oh, one of those like uh, Chinese like, made, like NBA. No, like the the like oh. the shittiest <laughs> NBA players you've ever could imagine. Like they'll get like shoe deals in China. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. He's, he's wearing like the Damon Jones shoes. Yeah, maybe that'd be awesome. <laughs> that would be great. He just notices that the logo looks fucked. It looks kind of like Jordan, but it's, it's fucked. Like, yeah, it's like a jacked up, like, reverse, like, uh, Nike swoosh. And yeah. instead of, like, an Air Jordan logo, it's like Damon Jones, like, shooting a three or taking a dribble or, like, getting dunked on by LeBron or something, like, embarrassing. Yeah, yeah. that'd be awesome. <laughs> Not, uh, they should have made it Chinese Instead of dunking, shoes. he's, like, going for a finger roll layup. Fundamentals, that's what they teach. Yeah. That one change of detail would have totally redeemed the show in my eye. <laughs> yeah, just like make it funny. Like they they made Poison Ivy's dad. His name is Mario Pepper, like a cartoon character. Like do do more shit like that. That's funny. 
And I don't know. I don't need to see all the villains as children. They also yeah, had uh, that's, that's boring too. It's all their origin stories. And then like even though they're all like Bruce Wayne's age or younger, like half of them are already like twenty years older than him for some reason, but just now becoming villains. Yeah. Speaking of that, they had the penguin in this show who is who's not played by Danny DeVito. Huge fucking mistake. I didn't I didn't care for the penguin. I, I called him like Umbrella Cuck until I until they called him the penguin because I didn't put together that he was the penguin until they actually called him penguin. But he's just like standing there with an umbrella, like like jizzing himself from like people beating the shit out of some dude or whatever. Yeah, he's a tall, skinny dude. He's not a short, fat Danny DeVito esque character. Horrible casting call. Yeah, yeah. You, you get the get a short, fat, bald guy. Do that. Danny yeah. DeVito. Just how get Danny DeVito. Could, how God damn it. it. Yeah. I mean, who the fuck cares the if he's like seventy? Fox, I don't give a shit. They already had him like on FX, so they had a way to get him. And yeah, he's already for sure. on your network. Yeah. Fucked. Okay, and then Bruce Wayne's mother's name is Martha, which will come in handy when he fights Superman eventually. Yeah, it'll be a key part of that fight. <laughs> Remember that, his mother's name is Martha. Bond of your mother. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Martha. Your mother's name is Martha, too? What a strange coincidence. My mother's name we'll is... Be friends. Maybe you're not such a bad guy. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah stupid. I wrote Latoya from MCU, and I don't remember why. Latoya? Oh, th- that's right. They were they kept s- talking about the MCU in the show, but it, no, it was don't. like stands for yeah. They do. They constantly talking about the MCU, but the, it means something different than it does now. I don't remember what it means. It's some sort of organization, like the mob. Um, mob crime no unit. Could be. Oh, okay. I guess that's all I had then. What do you have? Anything else? No, not really. Okay. I wouldn't recommend the show. I thought it was boring as shit, and nobody gives a shit about Bruce Wayne's parents at this point, I think. So, fuck it. Yeah, I watched it for the first two seasons, just hoping that eventually it got oh, really? good, and it never did. Like, Oh, really? <laughs> I, yeah. Two seasons, I wanted damn. a cool Batman show, and I, I kept hoping that it would eventually become one, but no, it, it's the main focus the entire time. It's the stupid fucking cops. Who gives a shit about Harvey Bullock's like life story? He's a I don't think anybody background does. cop character in the comics. He's not a main yeah. character. Who cares? Fuck Jim Gordon's like fun upbringing. Who cares? Yeah. I'm glad it's canceled. How many seasons did it go? I don't know. It just ended this last, like a month ago. Oh, serious? Like, like oh man, really? Maybe? Five seasons of this. Moment. My buddy watched it the entire way through and I'm like, ah, oh, dude. No shit. I had to quit. I couldn't last. Did it ever get any better, did he say? Not really. Like, they brought in Professor Pig, which is kind of cool, because that's a random, obscure character, but, I mean... Okay. Because the kid, it's still a kid playing Bruce Wayne, they had to do this, like, drastic time jump at the very end for the last, like, three season episodes of the season for the finale, which, I mean, if, like, your entire show's point was to be building to the creation of batman like man, <laughs> we all did know they, did they fuck that up yeah. <laughs> jesus christ i don't need a five season origin story for fucking batman we know what batman is fuck man that's terrible uh okay anyway so let's go ahead and move on then so you have any reviews 
Oh, of this show? No, I didn't get any reviews. Don't watch it. Sorry. Yeah, that's my review. Fuck it. But I did get some reviews for this next show. And by reviews, I mean just like comments on the internet. People are saying that this show was shitty writing. Game of Thrones, by the way, the new episode. People on Reddit, on the Daenerys will take the throne subreddit that I'm part of because I voted on that stupid poll. They're talking about how the writing for that character is uh, shitty now and how our character would never do that. Is that true? No, everyone's torn. It's because they kind of had to force everything to happen in like a shortened season. So they didn't get to like really build up to her like becoming the Mad Queen. So it kind of just happens like over the course of like two episodes here. But <laughs> yeah. yeah, you have to you have to make that ultimate bad guy for Jon Snow to ultimately defeat and like save the day and finish on a happy ending note. But oh, yeah, okay. I mean this episode was awesome. I thought it was amazing. Just so much bloodshed and murder and destruction every fucking where. Like it was absolute chaos. Yeah. So this show, or this episode, made me realize that that Night King battle fucking sucked, and this one was awesome. Yeah, because there wasn't just mass murder, dragon breath, fire. <laughs> it was great, man. This was, this, was, this was a fun episode. This is just like a pretty much an hour of just be everybody being burned alive and chopped up and shit, and it was it was fucking great. And yeah, way better than the Night King shit. I didn't realize that they could do this much with like you know all the people they're setting on fire and like. I like how they're chopping, like the one dude gets his hands chopped off. That was pretty brutal. <laughs> like with his sword, that was awesome. The only like down note on it, I think, is that uh, I've seen all over was the uh, Golden yeah. Army or the Golden Company. Like it was supposed to be like this, the ultimate like guns for hire, like the ultimate mercs. And they all go out like instantly just from uh, Grey Worm and Jon Snow leading that charge against them. Like they all just die instantly. Like, they didn't put up any kind of a battle whatsoever, even though they were supposed to be, like, the greatest fighters in all the land. Yeah, that was really weird, I thought, because when she came in with her dragon the first time, those boats just, like, took that dragon out like nothing and, like, forced her back. And, like, this time she just, like, oh, let's, uh, let's, let's have the sun block me and then, it, then it's all right. And then she's just able to somehow, like, it's, it was, like, no problem. Well, the dragon they killed was the one that was injured in the dragon on dragon fight so maybe because it wasn't able to fly straight and correctly maybe that like fucked it up and plus they wasn't able to see boats beneath it somehow let's not make excuses for these for these writers <laughs> <laughs> anyway i think that denarius should be cobra commander with her heel turn here yeah she proved herself she really stepped up yeah. her uh her bid she busted through the Cobra Commander glass ceiling. She did. <laughs> she also did a cool, like, fatality to that uh, dickless dude, like Liu Kang, summoning a dragon and just, like, burning that dude up. That was awesome. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of Mortal Kombat. Very, very Liu Kang-esque. Yeah, good, good tie in there. Man, yeah, this episode just ties everything up together, doesn't it? Yeah, very nicely. Yeah. The other thing was weird that I thought was weird was the uh, one-armed dude, fucking Jamie. Can they track his arm? Is that what he was trying to say? Or is he saying that he's crippled because of his arm? That's why he was captured. See, the Peter Dinklage goes and talks to him. He's like, oh, how'd you get captured? And he just holds his arm up. No, because they know there's only the one one-armed guy, so they knew who he was. Is that, well, just put it, 
in the pocket. I mean, can't you? He was wearing like a cloak or whatever when he slinked off into the night, like Dennis. So just hide it under the cloth. It's fine. But then you would need someone to help him reattach it. Well, I mean, no, I'm just saying just cover it with a blanket. You don't have to take it off. No, because you would have to take it off. But if you're not going to take it off, you're going to need someone to help you reattach it. And since you're going straight to like another battle, you don't know that you're going to have the chance to get someone to help you put it back on. Because if they stop you and search you, they're going to search everything. They're not going to be like, hey, what's under that blanket? Nothing? Oh, okay. Carry on. <laughs> yeah, just try it. I mean, <laughs> just it's worth a shot. Give some gold. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> do something. But I thought maybe they could track the arm because of it. it's like a vibranium thing. You can track all the vibranium in the world or whatever. <laughs> What's his arm made of? I don't know. Gold. Okay. There are a lot of one-armed people in different TV shows that do just fine, that, they, that don't get captured. Like Rick from The Walking Dead. He had one arm in the comics. He did just fine. On the show. He died in the show. Well, yeah, not in the, but, he, but he had two arms in the show, so that was his, his fatal flaw. And he's not dead. He just got take helicoptered away. Jax, yeah, he he missing. He's missing two arms, I think, in some games. No, he's, he's just he's doing fine. I thought those were just like protective sleeves that he wears. Colossus arms. Yeah, I think it changes game to game. I don't know. Revolver Ocelot. He only had one arm, and then he got like a haunted arm in Metal Gear. <laughs> what else? Future Gohan. He has one arm in Dragon Ball. He eventually got killed, though, but he was, a, he was the last remaining Z fighter in the Dark Timeline. And he had one arm. Oh. And then there was one-armed dude from a show called Mummies Alive. Did you ever watch Mummies Alive? I don't think so. There was a mummy. He had one arm. It was cool. He did fine, oh. too, I think. I don't remember anything about that he show. Was a just mummy? a mummy had one arm. Yeah, he's a mummy. They're magic mummies or some shit. So he didn't know. do fine. A... Well, he died and had to be mummified. And he was mummified without an arm. I mean, that's cool. But he had super mummy fine. powers. He had mummy powers. He was fine. He did, he did pretty well uh, in the end. He overcame it. I wouldn't say he's doing fine. They showed that fake hand in so many shots. I couldn't, I couldn't believe it. Like, I, they kept showing me this hand. It's like, what the fuck? Stop showing me the hand. I get it. I get that the hand is fake. Use it to bash people, which he did. I'm glad he bashed people with the hand. He bashed that company guy or whatever. I would argue that if you had that fake hand, you have a huge advantage in these fights, especially if it's made of like vibranium or whatever it's made of. It takes a long time to like get it ready to swing overhead to club someone with, though. So in that time, they can easily stab you eighteen times. Yeah, I guess, but so I think you, you it's could not really it's it not really a, a plus. Well, apparently, Jamie he's immune to stabbing. He can get stabbed as many times as he wants; he'll be fine. His only weakness is buildings falling on top of him. Yeah, he survived for quite a while after that gut shot. <laughs> yeah, he was like, fine. Oh, and uh, so yeah, I mean, this eventually ends with, you know, I'm sure people have watched it by now, but it ends with the uh, Cersei and Jaime uh, hugging each other and the, and the castle collapses on top of them. So they're presumed dead, but maybe they'll come back. Who knows? Are they twins? I guess. Because they said, we came into this world together. And I'm like, oh, fuck. I guess I, I knew that they were brother and sister, but if they're twins, that's like an extra level of, like, taboo. That's pretty fucking crazy. More importantly than those two dying, because theirs was weak. Yeah. We got the greatest, most hilarious death in the entire eight-year run of this show. What's when that? When the uh, Clegane Bowl first started happening. 
the maester guy, that old guy in the cloak who was there with Cersei in the mountain. That mountain yeah. just gets angry and he like oh. picks him up and throws him 18 feet into a wall. Just yeah, that was stolen. awesome. <laughs> yeah, that was great. Oh, that was fucking amazing. Yeah, that the mountain was, the was pretty badass. The, time. <laughs> the mountain kind of looked like the kingpin when he took off that helmet. I thought I thought maybe it was the same actor and I checked and it wasn't, unfortunately. Zombie kingpin. Yeah, he's 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 not a zombie. He and Jon Snow are undead. So they're not zombie undeads. They're they're different from oh. zombies or the whites. Okay, gotcha. The white zombie. But yeah, he he was amazing. And then I love his his go to move for killing people is to just gouge their eyes out and cave their skull in. Oh, yeah. Doing it that way, he tried doing it to his brother. That's how he killed the one guy. He killed the guy from Narcos a couple seasons earlier when he was still a living person. Before he became oh, wow. the zombie version, that's how he killed him. <laughs> yeah, damn dude, that guy's amazing. Yeah, he was pretty badass. That I love that he, t- he also scene. takes the little knife dagger like straight through the eye. So if he was a yeah. zombie, that would have <laughs> killed him, but it didn't stop him at all. He didn't even blink. He just like pulled it out and just kept going. He had to kill him with dragon fire, apparently. So. Even even if there were giant plot holes, or if people didn't understand like what they had to do to Daenerys, but felt rushed because they ran out of episodes to do it with, like who gives a fuck? That fight alone was a thousand times worth it and made up for it. Yeah, it was entertaining. I enjoyed it, awesome. it a lot. Yeah, it everything I wanted I it to be, and then some. It was a good episode. There's lots of action. I mean, you can't say it was boring. That's for sure. Uh, the other thing was Arya. She's really good at petting that horse, dude. She did a good job. She pet that horse, calmed it down like crazy. Just like Red Dead Redemption. That's all you gotta do. Pet <laughs> your horse. She brushed it, then they could have sped out of there faster. Oh yeah, true. That horse was pretty dirty. It needed brushed. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Do you have anything else about this episode of Game of Thrones? I liked all the stuff with her on the street with like all the uh, civilians and the fires and the like collapsing buildings. She's like the most invincible, like unkillable character on the show. She took out the fucking night King for Christ's sake. So, you know, she's like the, ultimate yeah, badass. that was bullshit. But then there she is like almost being burned alive and just having the world collapse around her, but still surviving at the end. Yeah, that was cool. Oh yeah. And the other thing was that uh, we saw a couple of Jason Momoa's. They were back. They were, there was like quite a few of them. I thought there was only like one guy left. Yeah, so apparently there must have been like an entire, like <laughs> yeah, what the fuck, the backup unit of the Dothraki who they didn't bother using in that battle. You want to use Jason Momoa or not? What's going well, on? Speaking speaking of Jason Momoa, I watched Aquaman the other night. Oh really? What'd you think? Yeah, wasn't as good as this. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty so-so, but not the worst. It was really colorful. I liked it. it looked That's nice. That's true. Willem Dafoe was in it, and he didn't turn into a. He didn't end up being a bad guy, which is surprising. That was right? a weird thing. Biggest yeah. surprise. Yeah, well, biggest I mean, surprise was that he was a good guy. Well, well, no, no. Technically, he betrayed the king, not the rightful king, but the man claiming to be king. So, I mean, you can make the argument he's a bad guy in it. <laughs> yeah, depends on whose side if you're if, on. D- yeah, if you're a true Atlantean, you could say that he's a bad guy. Yeah, I guess you're right about that. Patrick Wilson is a terrible actor and. I hate him and everything he does, but man, his costume in that movie was the perfect Ocean Master costume. It looked so dead on. I love that costume. Yeah. 
All right. So the did you did you watch the uh, the writers explaining themselves in this episode? No. Okay. They just like say the most obvious shit in this one. It was it was really stupid. The the one guy was talking about. I think Peter Dinklage is saying goodbye to a friend and feels guilty. Yeah, no shit. That's fucking <laughs> obvious. Why do you have to say that? The other one was to me. John is in denial. Yeah, fucking no shit. It's like I know. I can see it. It was it was portrayed well. These two emotions. Okay. Uh, I think they were also talking about uh, something about uh, being with Arya Stark with the close up camera uh, during the destruction of the city. It's like yeah, no no shit. I know. Why are you telling me? Why did I waste my time with these 10 minutes? Talk about the coffee cup. I want to know more about that. Yeah. Is that Funko Pop toy you shot me? Is that real? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I just saw it on Reddit. I thought it was funny. Fuck you, Funko, if that is. <laughs> I hope it's real. It's just sell the stupid Starbucks cup from Game of Thrones. <laughs> it wasn't even Starbucks either. So that's kind of the. <laughs> they fucked up. <sighs> All right. Anyway. Do you have anything else about Game of Thrones? Nah, I have to work next week, Sunday night. So I'm going to miss the finale. So I have oh. to rush home and hope I can make it home in time for the midnight the West Coast airing or else I might be in trouble because they don't come on on demand until like oh, two days fuck. later. So I might be fucked. I think they sometimes re-air at like 3 a.m. So hopefully I can stay up. I'll just throw up the pirated copy on Dropbox. Like, what, what are you... Alright, if I can't, if I don't make it home, <laughs> then I might need man. you to. Why are you, why are you like, you can just watch anything at any time. Okay, anyway. Well, we'll figure that out later, I guess next week. So, I saw Detective Pikachu. Oh, awesome. Yeah, it was pretty good, man. How was Onyx? You only Onyx Pokemon wasn't in it. He should have been. What? He should have been in it. He wasn't in it. Then fuck There's you, no Detective Onyx. Pikachu. I'm boycotting Yeah, you. unfortunately. So you give Onyx his shine. Ryan Reynolds, he was in it. The movie is pretty, just like, the story is kind of like very simple and basic. Very predictable too, like I, I, can, I predicted the twist like pretty quickly into the, into the movie. The way this movie is good though, is that it's appealing to people like me, who want to live in a world with Pokemon, where you like interact with Pokemon all the time. Like that part was really good. I like the way that the people in the Pokemon were interacting in this world. So as far as that goes, I think it's worth it. If you're a fan of Pokemon, uh, the story is like pretty so, so, I mean, it's okay. It's, it's, it's fine. You know, it's, it's good enough, but you know, it's not like the most awesome or groundbreaking thing ever. It's just the world, man. Okay. Spoiler alert. Then Uh, Ryan Reynolds is uh, the main dude's dad and Ryan Reynolds is in the Pikachu. (laughs) So Pikachu is his father. Wait, Ryan Reynolds' spirit lives on in Detective Pikachu? So Did his dad die? Was his dad a detective? His dad was uh, presumed dead in a car accident because of Mewtwo. Wait, I thought, Mew- I thought Pokemons are good guys. Okay, so this is the twist, is that Mewtwo is, uh, is actually Jesus Christ, and Mewtwo can just do whatever he wants. He has godlike powers. A little um, naughty. <laughs> Ryan Reynolds dies in this car accident where Mewtwo escaped from a facility thanks to their actions. And uh, the car accident was thought to like be caused by Mewtwo, but it was actually caused by mind-controlled Greninjas. What, one, what is Greninja? What is that one? It's one of the characters in Smash. It's the one who uses his tongue as a scarf, and it looks like a ninja frog. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that one's not. It's one of the newer ones. 
so Ryan Reynolds is like about to die and Pikachu is like saying, you know, Pika 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 and then Mewtwo's like Ryan Reynolds this this Pikachu has given its body so that you may live in the Pikachu. I I bestow upon thee the gift of life <laughs> or oh, something Pikachu, like that. He's like Pikachu's are the most selfless characters ever. Yeah, it's a very selfless Pikachu character. And it looks so furry so, and like pettable. Yeah. Like does it cuddle a lot? Like does it do uh, the show it a lot does. of people just hanging out, like resting, and he cuddles up on their laps, kinda of like my puppy. Oh yeah, do. he's like he's riding on the dude's shoulder and stuff. It's very fun. Adorable. It is adorable. That's kinda of like where <laughs> where the humans and Pikachu's or Pokemon kinda of look weird is when they are physically touching each other or if they're holding a Pokemon, that's where you can kinda of see like, oh yeah, this is just like some CG nightmare or whatever. Like you can kinda of, it kinda of looks shitty in that part. But uh, other than that, it looks really good. What about the Eevees? They look like they would be the size of my puppies. Do they cuddle up with people a lot? Eevees are about the size of your puppies, yeah. There is an Eevee in this one, and then he just gets evolved into Flareon immediately. No, it's like this bad guy businessman. He uh, just evolves Eevee into Flareon real quick. So Eevee's in it for a very short time. The only part of this stupid movie that would appeal at all to me is just showing them like cuddled up on the laps of people. That's all I want to see is like an hour and a half of Pokemon cuddling. And yeah, I could do without the story. I just want to see Pokemon like being pets and being yeah, cute and everything. Yeah, like it's very scratch fun. behind the ear and like yeah. yeah. And they uh, they should have did this more, but there was only one like well like one Pokemon battle sequence where it was Blastoise versus uh, Gengar, and that was fucking cool, man. I want to see more of those like Pokemon battles. It looked awesome. Which one? And then Gengar? like Charizard and Gengar That's is the, the ghost, like, ghost Pokemon. Yeah, the evolved form of the ghost. It was cool. I, I want to see more of those like Pokemon battles and everything. Do they are any of them bad guys other than Mewtwo? Like, do they kill other Pokemon? There's a gas that makes them go crazy. So um, they're not. They don't actually kill anybody. The effects of the gas wears off uh, eventually. But yeah, there's there's something that makes them go berserk. Why is Pikachu a detective? Is that a thing that he used to do or something? Has he ever de- done detective work before? Ryan Reynolds is a detective. Oh wait, so that's and seriously? so that means peak, therefore Pikachu is a detective. <laughs> cool. Yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah, but I would recommend it if you are a fan of Pokemon, you'll enjoy this movie. But yeah, I do just want to see what the Pokemon do. I, I don't give a shit about the story. Oh, evil Pokemon, Ditto. Ditto is an evil Pokemon. That's what I wanted to say. Isn't that the like little like three? He's a little blob Pokemon ground now he's like a little blob pokemon and he transforms into other pokemon so he's just like transforming into people oh, and stuff like the too. Silly putty one the purple one yeah 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 that's the one so he's he's a bad guy he's trying to kill lots of people in that one i'm boycotting until they bring in onyx the only one that matters <laughs> yeah all right you got anything else you want to talk about no so what what do you want to read next week it's called Astonishing X-Men Until Our Hearts Stop. Oh, shit. Back on that Marvel books, huh? I'm giving them another chance because they brought a bunch of like X-Men characters who had turned evil or died back, and I'm interested to see what they do with Havoc. Okay. Just trying to be a good Sounds guy again. Good. Nice. So, we got another request on Twitter. Did you see that? No, I thought you just created the pool. 
uh, Tech Teardown has made another request. So this one's a, it seems like a full volume graphic novel. So I think I'm going to like forfeit my pick just so we don't have to spend too much time reading. So Tech Teardown has requested that we read a graphic novel called Road to Perdition. So we'll give that a try. And also, oh, oh, shit. Is that uh no, I'm thinking of The Road. Uh, I didn't. Tom Hanks. Is it the Road? Tom Hanks, it's the kid who plays Superman on the Supergirl show now. I can't remember who else. I don't remember what the fuck happens in it at all. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, well, I guess we'll see. There's a movie. Maybe I'll just watch the movie. <laughs> there you go. Wait, let me let me just check real quick. Yeah, yeah, this book is like 296 pages. So yeah, I think I'll what? Yeah, we'll just it's a long book. So yeah, well, I'm just gonna save my picks for next week then for sure. But yeah, I think that'll be interesting. We'll read that one here. So thank you, Tech Teardown. How many minutes is that movie then? Uh 296. Probably, yeah. One minute per I'll, movie. I'll definitely read it. Now watch that. All right, good. So, wait, what are we watching next? Oh shit, that's right. I almost forgot. Uh for our thing here, we're going to watch the first episode of Agents of Shield. Oh fuck that. Yeah. <laughs> Agents I of hate Shield. That show. That show is so bad. Yeah, I put I put Riverdale for a second time on that poll this week and I'm disappointed that Riverdale didn't win. <laughs> you need a you need to switch up. You need to switch up these polls, man. Yeah, okay. Keep throwing all the right. same like four shows on every week. Yeah, well, I I only have a list. I have a list of of shows that uh, we'll I eventually think... watch. Right, so next week we'll do Agents of Shield. After that, we should try episode one, of The Runaways, because that is created okay. by Brian Vaughn of Saga. So, oh, okay. Give that one a shot. Back when he worked for Marvel. Yeah, we can do that. All right. So, who's doing the sign off? You are. Week. We switched it up, remember? Oh, okay, this I am. your work. All right. Your week. Follow me on the internet at Donnie Ohm. I'm at DC the God. We are at Giraffes HBT Pod on Facebook and Twitter. Patreon.com slash Giraffes Have Black Tongues. SoundCloud.com slash Daniel Burbank. Thanks for the theme music. Check it out. Sorry I like you. That's it. Google so Stadia. We'll see you. Google Stadia. Come on, dude. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, How Google Stadia. Right. Buy Google Stadia. Google Stadia. I'm loving it. Yo, play. Google Stadia. Give me a break. Bing.com. Brought to you by Bing. Google Stadia. Everything will be Kirkman below. Oh, that's right. I forgot about the Kirkman. But it will be. So, see you guys next week. Bye.